Hello and welcome back to the Arsenal Therapy Podcast. My name is Farhan, also known as Gunner since 96. And joining me here this morning to discuss the very, very impressive victory at the Vitality Stadium is Monty. Monty, how are you doing this morning? Mate, I'm doing good. We're top of the league, you know. Uh, life is good. We, uh, we've got a clean sheet, three goals. Erdegaard scored, Saliba scored a screamer. Um, yeah, I'm feeling good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I mean, I've, I've uh, usually we we record the podcast straight after the game, so there's not much time to process anything. Obviously, you know the AJ Usyk fight as well last night, so yeah, oh, I'm a little God. bit like um, on 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 one hand, I'm just like, yeah, like I'm so happy that you know Arsenal got the three points and uh, the the performance as well. Just like wow, like obviously we're going to talk about it and break it all down. Um, but then on the other hand, like you had a massive, massive, I mean, I guess it's good for the Ukrainians, right? So you've got Zinchenko mm. that got three points and then you got Usyk who, who, who retained the titles. Um, but yeah, I, I feel, yeah, I feel good. I feel good. Um, it's nice to be recording uh, in the morning. This doesn't usually happen. Usually it's, it's usually yeah, exactly. always like late afternoon or evening. Always, yeah. always bat- Batman hours. That's, that's us. Come out, yeah. come out at night. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so yeah, all good, ready to uh, talk about this game and um, hopefully, you know, uh, we can we can uh, touch on the All or Nothing documentary because I know the last two parts came mm-hmm. out and, that, you know, put myself through that torture. So, you know, unfortunately, we will have to uh, discuss that a little bit. Um, but look, I want to do something different this episode. Um, I want to usually what we do is we, you know, we, we break down the game, we analyze it in chunks and intervals. But yesterday's performance was, I think we can all agree, was like faultless, almost faultless, like almost 99%. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I would say a 90% all round brilliant performance. Um, and I think every man was amazing. So what I'll do, or what we'll do is we'll discuss the key parts of the game. Um, and then I want to touch on every player. I want to talk about all the good stuff that they did. Um, maybe some of the stuff that, you know, they could improve on, but yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to personally touch on every single player who played, um, yesterday afternoon because they were brilliant. Like me and you were just talking, you know, off air and we were talking about how special, everything just seems at the minute the window hasn't closed i mean and historically if you think about this at this stage of the of the season after you know three games in and the window's still open arsenal fans are still very tentative we're still looking at the window we're still asking questioning who the club can bring in and now i mean at this stage anyway i i'm not concerned at all whether the window's open or not because i feel like arsenal are there or thereabouts ready to start the season and to, um, you know, use the players that they have to, you know, compete. Um, obviously, we know that the squad isn't complete. There are two or three more players that Arsenal could sign to really push. Um, and it seems like the club are working to definitely sign 
sign someone. Um, but yeah, it, it, we are we are at a very very good place. Obviously, at the at the moment of recording, City are yet to play. Um, so Arsenal do find themselves up in the league with a very very healthy goal difference as well. Um, mm-hmm. And um, Mate, we're yeah. the hot topic at the moment. I mean, uh, I get you go on Twitter, go on Spaces. What's the most common topic you see is Arsenal top, top four challenges, and this is like spaces held by Liverpool fans, mm-hmm. Chelsea fans, United. Fans. We're the hot topic at the moment. Well, this Everyone's is it. I'm, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of fans, a lot of ultra Arteta skeptics making a bit of a U-turn. <laughs> you know, um, there, there, there is a little bit more of a sweet. Um, sweetness to the to the way that they're talking about Arsenal and that's nice to see because I've always wanted our fan base to be a lot more united um, and a lot more together than the fractured kind of fragmented um, sections different sections of of the fan base that we've seen over the last few seasons so it's nice it's nice to see that uh, you know everyone is finally singing from the same hymn sheet Um, we've got James here as well James Talk to me about how you're feeling this morning. Hello, just to double check, you can hear me correctly. Loud and clear. All right. Uh, I'm using a different computer today, just for a change. No um, yeah, I'm feeling good. Um, great result last night. Uh, phenomenal. I've never seen Arsenal play this well going into three games. Uh, and it's just great for everybody to be talking about Arsenal in a positive way. Um Shout out to Saliba, by the way. That that goal is living rent free in my head right now, and that chant as well. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's it's, well. Um, I think I think we create I think we created a new phenomenon last night with that chant. Um, yeah, it's uh, right, the, it was the original song was a gold label, was a gold record. Let's go, let's, let's print it and make another gold record. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a wonderful it was a wonderful result, and we just got to keep going, keep going, don't stop. You know, because if we stop, then we lose momentum and then who knows what can happen. We see what happened in the documentary. I've still got, to, I've still got to watch one last episode, so I haven't tortured myself quite enough. I watched episode seven last night mm. and uh, it hurt, man. It hurt. Yeah. But yeah. it's not repeated. I was quite surprised. Yeah, I was quite surprised that um, Amazon only did eight episodes. Wasn't Spurs and City nine episodes or were they eight Ten. as well? I think one of them was ten, wasn't it? Yeah. So I, I, I'm only yeah. I was a little bit disappointed. I have to be honest that they didn't. Um... Maybe it's because there were less games. Like we didn't have. Oh yeah, of, um, of course. They, we didn't have Champions League in Europe and stuff because I think there were some Europe games in those. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're bang on. You're bang on the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it at the end of the near the end of the show. But um, I guess I was a little bit disappointed at mm. how um, it, the season seems to just go from like the beginning stage to 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 that great run and then right down to the end. Um, but that, that's kind of what the season was. So. Fine, sharp. Okay, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about the game itself, right? So, starting lineup. Um, I was on the um, I was on a Bournemouth fans, um, uh, sort of YouTube show. They're called the uh, Cherries Red Army. Um, it was it was lovely to be on there and to talk to some of the uh, some some of the opposition fan base. You spoke to the announcer as well. Yeah, yeah. So the announcer for the stadium. Um, and um, it, yeah, it was like I said. You know, I I I haven't usually. 
I haven't done something like that before. I don't usually, you know, sit in a in a space and talk to rival, not rival fans, but you know, opposition fans. But it was nice. You know, they're really nice, amicable um, individuals. And um, uh, yeah, you know, we we gave our match uh, preview. We, we we talked about you know predicted starting lineups um, and. You know, I said what most fans, I, I think, were saying, which was um, Arteta will, will, will pretty much put out the same starting eleven, even though Zinchenko and Tierney, sorry, not Zinchenko, Tierney and Tomiyasu are back, even though we saw Vieira appear um, for the under-21s. Uh, but Monty, how did you think Arsenal were going to line up? Um, I thought there would actually be a slight difference. Um but it seems that we sort of went with with the the tried and tr- uh, tried and trusted. I thought potentially, um, just because of of just Saliba's age, and I thought that he might manage his game time a little bit. I thought we may see, and with Tommy Asu being fit, I thought we may see White at centre back again, Tommy Asu on the right, and potentially Tierney on the left. But I was more thinking Zinchenko on the left, um, and then I was thinking that there would actually be a bit of experimenting in the game. Um, like with us going into like maybe of a back three with Zinchenko stepping in midfield and going for like a, a three two two three, which is sort of similar to what um, <clears throat> sort of similar to what uh, Pep did at um, Barcelona um, with that with that three two two three system they did, which completely destroyed Europe. Um, I thought we might see that, but we didn't. Um, but we did still see some experiments in in, in the gameplay, uh, nonetheless, with a free Roman Jacker and Zinchenko just sort of. Um, depending on what the players did, he would either go wide or inside into the middle. So there was definitely some experimenting, but the lineup stayed the same. But I thought there would be potentially some changes. But I, f- I feel like Arteta, he knows his starting eleven, and um, I'm interested to see the battles. And I think the, the, the interesting thing on the lineup now is the battles of the fullbacks because um, does Tierney get back into his team? I, I, I honestly don't know. Mm. Um, ben White. Does Tommy Asu get back into the team? I don't know. I mean, Tommy Asu is fantastic. Um, so is White. It's, do you know what I mean? It's, it's great to have that opportunity. Great to have that choice. Um, good point compared to the last few years where we only just had one fullback in each position. Even they've not been that great. Um, so yeah, I think there's going to be a lot coming forward. But no, the lineup. The lineup was. I thought. I thought there would be a different lineup. Sort of. I thought there might be some change. But I feel like Arteta has probably just gone. No, I'm going to stick with this because it works. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. If it ain't broke, why fix it? Um, but, you know, and we know, you know, Arteta likes to usually keep the, the same starting lineup uh, that wins games. Um, but I, 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 I myself do have a tiny, tiny, tiny issue with that. And that's opposition teams are going to be preparing um, or they will be definitely, you know, doing their research and their homework over the last two games that we've played as to you know where our weaknesses are how do we play um in possession what player is placed where and you know i guess you could say it's, it's a little bit more easier to nullify uh the game plan if you keep it consistently the same um and i guess uh james i guess the question does really remain uh how uh, you know tierney and tomiyasu who were once regulars get back into the squad because everything is gelling so well. Um, but what did you think about the starting lineup? Did you think that it was going to be, you know, there or there about the same or any differences? I mentioned uh, last week that, again, it's all you just said, if it, if, it isn't, if it isn't broke, don't fix it. And I, I think you'll, you'll, start, you'll start to see, I'll say, I go with the exact same lineup 
every single league game because I think he's found the combination. He's found he's 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 brought these players in for a reason. They're his players now. He hasn't got on a Bamiang. He hasn't got on or the players he doesn't want anymore. Those these are his players that he's brought in by himself. No, nobody, nobody, nobody in the club's going. Oh, you have to buy this player, this player, this player. These are Arteta's players. They they are virtually hand picked by him. So I think he's going to go with the exact same lineup in every league game. The only the only sort of adaptation or iteration you'd get from that is um, you'd get from that is in the Europa League, uh, where you'd probably see a lot of heavy heavy rotation. I think we have a we have a Europa League game on September the eighth, so or the sixth maybe. So so soon, so you might see a different different team then. But um, for right now, I think if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And you might see the likes of yesterday. We saw Tierney and um, was it Tommy Asu? Tierney and Tommy Asu come on, but Tierney was playing up in the left wing. Mm. So you might see players adapt to different positions and still and still and still be able to be a part of the team. Because I don't think Arteta is going to change this lineup for nobody now. Yeah, um, and you're right. I mean, you know, the starting lineup will eventually start changing once the Europa League starts, and the Europa League starts um, very soon, September, early September. Um, I think I heard that the Champions League, the first game of the Champions League, will start on the sixth. Is that right? Yeah, the sixth. So that means Arsenal's will start yeah. on the eighth, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's not that. That's not too far away. That's um, more or less one weekend or well, two weekends away. Um, so that is really when we will see the season actually start. And um, yeah, it, it, there will be a lot more interest in starting lineups, tactical decisions, game plans, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think there is there is still one more playoff. Uh, or the second leg of the playoff um, to 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 be finalised before yep, the, this week. Yeah, so before the um, the draw takes place, uh, some big teams in there. I mean, well, big teams for the Europa League anyway. You've got Olympiacos, who we know very well. Um, Hearts, Fenerbahce, Malmo, Ludogorets. We played Ludogorets. Hearts will be a good one. Yeah. Think. Anyways, um, yeah. So. We were pleasantly, you know, um, given the, the the starting eleven an hour before the game, and um, I, I was I was a little bit wary and cautious about Bournemouth starting lineup because I know they were missing a few key individuals um, for the City game, which you know they were never going to win. With all due respect to them, if you're going to the Etihad, you know I think very very few teams will go there and take maximum points. But um, they were without. They're the big man up top, Dominic, uh, Dominic Solanke. I thought he might return. Uh, he, he, he ended up not returning, which was great because they, it, it nullified any threat that they had going forward. Um, any any concerns going into this game, Monty? How did you think Arsenal were going to sort of approach this game? Um I didn't, I actually, I'll, be, I'll be honest, I didn't have any concerns about the game. I thought I even predicted a 3-0 win. Um, but for me, my only concern was consistency because in, in Arsenal of old um, have gone to games like this um, in, in high flying mood and lost it 
And um, I thought it was an interesting fact as well. The last time Arsenal won their first three games in a row was the uh, 2004-2005 season. Yeah. Um, which is when we finished second behind Chelsea when they did their ridiculous defensive season when they only conceded 15 goals. Hmm. And weirdly, Bolton came sixth. Bolton Wanderers, you know. Yeah, crazy. you remember Bolton Wanderers, Kevin yeah. Phillips. Yeah. Is that his name? Kevin Phillips? Kevin, Kevin Phillips, yeah. Kevin Phillips and um, there's the other one as well. Um, oh God, Nolan. Um, Kevin Nolan. Yeah, that was Nolan, it. Phillips. Mate, back in the day, and it's yeah. just mental when it time flies. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I was more worried about our consistency because I even think even last year there were like games where we would just slip up for no reason. Like Southampton game comes to my head. Everson game comes to my head. Um, do you know what I mean? Like these yeah. are games that we should easily win and we didn't. So I wasn't concerned about the style or 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 injuries I mean I think that's one of the first times we've had no injuries in a while now um, mm. going into the game um, I, only thing is I, I was eager to see Fabio Riviera potentially but yeah um, yeah, we didn't get to see that but no I didn't really have any worries I just wanted to see creative flow in football I, uh, that's what I wanted to see and I wanted to, I wanted to see us maybe experiment with because I feel like no offence to Bournemouth they they are going to be in a probably a relegation fight this season, um, mm. so you you can sort of experiment a bit. But also on the on the on the flip side, I think it is good that we went in this full guns blazing because it shows the intent of the squad and uh, the team um, to like not take any game for granted. So yeah, I wasn't really concerned. Um, I just wanted to see the consistency. That was that was the main thing because, like I said, it's the first time since two thousand and four. 2005 we won our first three games also and you know what 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 makes this victory even more sweeter is the fact that it was an away victory and um you know Bournemouth won their first home game against Villa but also they hadn't they haven't lost or they hadn't lost um out of vitality since like January so I think they 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 were going into that game they were 11 undefeated out of vitality so Really, really good stuff from Arsenal to win and to win in that fashion as well. Um, what about you, James? Any issues before going into the game? What was the feeling like? What did you sort of um, um, expect? You always have that feeling in the back of your mind that it is Arsenal and we are capable of of really fucking it up. Smart part, pardon my French, but. You know, I I I think back to the I think back to that three that three three, that famous three three that we had. Oh yeah, where they were three nil up, and then we just about clawed it back. Uh, that I think that, that that game will haunt me for for forever. Every, every time I think of Bournemouth, I think of three three. I don't know, uh, but yeah, you always have that in the back of your mind that we are gonna we are, we might you know we might mess it up. But I think this 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 team has a different I don't know has a different feeling to it this season. Mm. Um, we we seem to have turned a, a massive corner. You you, should, you just see the amount of rival fans are uh, the amount of rival fans talking about Arsenal is unreal. I've never seen that 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 many rival fans. Even to, even to, I've seen some Tottenham fans for, for in a certain extent talk about us in a positive way. And that, that yeah. should never happen. Yeah, um, it's but, a good, it's a good place you know, to be, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great place to be. Yeah, uh, and long long may it continue because I'm loving the vibe around the club. Absolutely, absolutely. But I do, I do know if we have a few, if we have a few bad results, 
Arsenal fans are like, I like the Switch, it will turn instantly. Yeah. Yeah, because, I, but unlike unlike previous seasons where we were churning out results and maybe the performances weren't that great, this time round the performances are matching the scoreline. Like we are dominating games and we are really quickly um you know winning the matches as in like against Palace it, it was it was a case of uh trying to find our rhythm but as soon as we got the goal that's it like you know we looked like we were um quite comfortable even though we were even though we were a little bit you know defensive and on the back foot we still looked out out, out of possession we still looked very very comfortable um against against Leicester you know despite conceding two goals we we responded within minutes to score another one you know to put ourselves um back to back to that you know back to that same I guess uh scoreline advantage and um again uh yesterday uh, just it, it took us, you know, a f- just I think four minutes to get our first goal. Um, so so let's talk about the game itself. Um, inside the first ten minutes, we saw two goals, and Arsenal started the game off for me anyway, uh, the same as they've they've done all season. Tentative, cautious, but still, you know, very uh, dominant in in possession. Bournemouth looked quite physical, and they looked really tightly organised. And I thought. Scott Parker was going to make sure that they were um, not sitting off and not allowing us to play football. They were going to be in our faces. And you can see that in the first opening few minutes. When we had possession in our half and we were trying to build up a rhythm, uh, they were, you know, instantly in front of us, putting us under pressure. Almost still as well. I think it was Ben Ben White who, who, who... almost fell on the pressure um but luckily we managed to get that got that early goal uh let's talk about it monty do you want to talk through that that first goal we we, we needed to we only waited four minutes did you expect us to open the scoreline that quickly um I, I i expect us to be quick um i did actually expect an early goal but i didn't expect four minutes i did expect maybe 10 eight minutes um just because of the way that we have been playing and even in pre-season, like we've just been coming out of games flying and I just thought we would just dominate Bournemouth personally. Um, but the goal was unbelievable. I mean, yes, Erdegaard goes in the right position, Martin nearly took the shot, but that was all Gabriel. Yeah, that was that, a, that guy, yeah. That, that he, he is liquid. He is absolutely liquid. Like the way to shove off, I think, it, was it Lerma or on him who's like, oh, I can't remember who it was or Collins. Big guy, like big guy and he shoved him off got him, spun him, yeah. went around the side of someone else, cut in and went around someone else, brought brought the fullback in, dished it behind him to Martinelli. Martinelli, oh, it was just unbelievable. Like he, Yeah, he's just different gravy. Um, but the goal was fantastic. Erdegaard, again, just ex- he's just got excellent positioning in the box. Mm. His movement in the box is great. He was calling for the pass from Martinelli before Martinelli shot, but Martinelli, what we saw all game, he was hungry for a goal. He's already scored he was, twice, yeah. and he he really wanted a goal. And it's unfortunate he didn't get one. He played well. Um, but yeah, Erdegaard was just in the right place, the right time. Um, and he did that twice in that game. He was he, he his positioning was just excellent, um, and he finished both his chances. So yeah, no, it, it was a great goal. Bournemouth. They, I don't think they knew what hit them. I mean, the they they were a bit slow off the gate. I think they just didn't quite. I don't think they quite. What's the word for it? 
um, ex- not expected because they would have expected us to come out. I don't think they quite got the the severity of the situation of just how quick Arsenal would come out. I think mm. they underestimated. That's what underestimated just how good they would be. Um, and they were a bit lethargic in their defending. The the like the, the, I kept seeing loads of times their back line were just all over the place. There was no sort of cohesion there, and they got they got exposed. Simple as they got exposed, um, and, it, and that was sort of a goal that was just waiting to happen. And I'm just glad it happened early because, as an Arsenal fan, when you score early, oh, you just you, you know what I mean you're just in control of the situation. Yeah. Whereas like typical Arsenal is like we'll have loads of chances, 80% possession, concede in the 85th minute and like all of a sudden we're 1-0 down and like, we're like, how have we lost this game? Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, um, no, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a fantastic goal like from all of it. I mean, um, Sal- I think it was Saliba's clearance. It was a bit wayward and in the air. Uh, white. Was, this, was it white? It was white. Yeah. Like it was a wayward clearance in the air. Um, but the way that Jesus, like you, you should have watched it. The second that ball went in the air, Jesus just sprinted to it, sprinted to it, got his body in the right position. Defender couldn't do nothing. He shoved the defender off, spun, and it was. Just, oh, it's, I've got that's it. It was just a brilliant goal, brilliant goal. Long yeah, it continue. It, yeah, and and that's. I mean, what I loved most about this goal was how alert he became. Like he just came to life in a flick of a switch. It was so instant, almost. The ball in the air from White. Yeah, a bit of a half clearance half cross whatever it was he he did he dealt with it fantastically i mean the ball is coming down he knows there is a, there is you know the, the defender on him um and he does what all top elite strikers do which is use his body absolutely perfectly to you know lay that bit of weight on the defender shove him off but also to to shove off a defender and to maintain a crisp touch to bring that ball down the way that he did is just unreal. It's ridiculous um, to do those two things at once. I mean, not many players can do that. Usually, you know, when you're under pressure, you will, uh, you might fault, you might, you might, you know, take a, take that touch a bit too heavy or, um, you know, it, it won't fall as, as, as nicely as it, as it did for, for, for Jesus. But in this, in this case, he brings down the ball and he's still got a lot to do here. He's still got three or four Bournemouth players around him in like a, almost like a, a, um, a diamond shape. Um, and, and so he needs to get out of that box. So picks up the ball and instantly he's within a flash. He's got the ball and he's moving from left to right. Moves it, moves left, moves back right. Um, who's number eight for them? Number eight is Lerma. You're right. So Lerma is chasing him and shows Lerma the wrong uh, shows Lerma the wrong side. Gets in front of him. Lerma can't really commit a foul. If he does, um, he's likely to be booked. So he backs off. Jesus continues to run, and then he is in front of. Um, I think it's it's, it's Mifam. Is that you say his name? Mifam. Anyway, they're they're um they're number six, and then skips past him. I thought he'd go all the way. To be honest, I thought he'd skip past oh, a few more. Mefham, yeah, that's it. That's it, Mefham. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he skips. He skips a few more, and then he he slots it into the bottom right hand side. But um, we're talking about someone who is who has intelligence. I mean, not only does he have skill and ability, but he has football in IQ, and so he knows the best option is to play Martinelli in because he knows that Martinelli's you know, on the left side of him. So he slots Martinelli in. Great weighted pass. Martinelli takes a beautiful first touch to get it out of his feet. Um, and then has a bit of a tame shot. 
But the beauty about this Arsenal squad right now is everybody's hungry. Everybody wants goals and everybody wants to be, um, you know, one up or at least, you know, they, 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 they want to be a goal up from uh, the, their, their, their opposition. So Odegaard maybe last season wouldn't be in those places, wouldn't be in those spaces. But this season there is something within him where he wants to be scoring more goals, where he wants to be um, there or thereabouts. And the same with Granit Xhaka as well. And I think the same with actually everyone. Everyone playing in that advanced role wants to be in the box, trying to overload it, trying to maximise the chances of scoring. So he does that. He opens the scoreline. It's a very simple finish inside four minutes. Um and 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 as you say, um, Monty, Bournemouth are quite—they're shocked, aren't they? They're 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 in a state of shock because mm-hmm. they didn't realize how early this could go wrong. I think a team like Bournemouth are playing the long run. They're playing the long game. They're trying to make sure that they can frustrate Arsenal for as long as possible going into the latter stages of the first half, maybe where, you know, when you haven't got a team, when you haven't got a goal, when big teams don't have a goal, things can get a little bit, you know, nervy um, mm-hmm. and, and have the the potential to, to for something to go wrong. And so you could tell instantly, as soon as we scored that first goal, they, they were shot of confidence and um, Arsenal, they were allowing Arsenal to hold possession and continue to, to, to build in, in defence and midfield. Um, and, I, and and that's something I really, really enjoyed about watching the game. And I guess when we talk about, you know, the overall first half, why we were in so much control, I think it was because the defence and the midfield were in, were, were so, were so in sync. Um, the passing, the movement, the fluidity of the way that we were moving the ball, everything just worked so well. Um, and, you know, again, I think back to last season, I don't see that cohesion between the defensive half and the midfield half. It's usually the defensive half are doing the job to play out from the back from Ramsdale, slot, uh, you know, uh, playing the ball between White, Gabriel, Tomiyasu, and then playing it to party, who then has to be the link, the chain between the defensive half and the midfield half. But now we're seeing Shaka pushing back, collecting the ball, um, you know, at, at times Zinchenko's obviously there. He he's he's another chain who's linking the the, the defense with midfield with Martinelli as well. You're seeing a lot more individuals kind of playing playing from deep and building up that attacking move um, from the middle of the pitch rather than everyone has their own zones they're occupying and they're waiting. So that was really nice. And we again, I, I think that was one of the reasons why we didn't need to wait too long before Odegaard scores his second. Um, James, you want to talk us through the second goal? Uh, yeah, if I can remember it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it was, uh, what was it? I'm trying to, I, I'm going to get the highlights up because I can't remember. Um, but yeah, just uh, again, I think Odegaard this season is uh, going to be a little bit of a, of a nuisance if he, if he wasn't already. See, I haven't really seen, so that when we, when we signed Odegaard on loan, we didn't really see much. The, his loan spell will be remembered for me, the, the goal against Tottenham, that will be it. And now I think we're starting to see Odegaard and what we paid the £35 million for. Um, slowly but surely, but we're see, we're seeing things building with him. It was his first brace in eight years. Yesterday, 
Um, so that that just <laughs> that just shows you how how you know he's... in eight years. Yeah, yeah, that's mental. So that would have been that would have been Real Madrid. He was uh, the last no, that club. Eight years. How old is he now? Is he twenty four? Mm. Yeah, sixteen. So, yeah, it's 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 either the last season at Norway, in Norway, or his first season at Real Madrid. Yeah, eight years. So eight I think years, now yeah, you're you're coming. You'll see you're seeing Odegaard, and he's also captain now. So that's 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 something. Um, something that I'm still adapting to. It's kind of weird, but he needs to sort his hair out a little bit, man. It's too, it's too. <laughs> I, I keep seeing I keep seeing his hair just go everywhere. I'm like, sort your hair out, but uh, if you keep playing like that, I can't remember the second. Did someone else want to talk? Because I can't remember it. Monty, do you want to um, take the rain? It's in my head somewhere, but I, I can't remember it. <laughs> What's this? What's the second this? goal. You want to talk about? You want to talk for his? Oh goal? yeah. Oh mate, that just. Oh. Mate, I thought, it was, I thought it was quite funny, actually. I, I just laughed at first. I mean, Ben White's overlap, brilliant. Need to talk about that more because that was just excellent. The 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 way he ran in and he came as an inverted fullback and then went outside again, that was great. And what I thought was brilliant was um, Lerma. Um, and it was poor defending for Bournemouth, right? Let's, 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 let's not put it out there because Lerma was pointing to his man. Um to I think it was his centre back. He wanted him to go out with the overlapping guy, and it was like evidently his man, like Lerman, that needed to do that, um, and he didn't, and he just got exposed, and then well, they conceded because of it. Um, but yeah, no, that that goal was brilliant. I mean, Saka, although like people will get on Saka and say, oh, he's been quiet. Saka's not been quiet. He's just he's he's just been in the background and he's been doing a lots of work. He's been drawing fouls. He's been bringing players out wide. Like it's fine. The fact that Saka's not scoring, we're still winning. That's a good thing. Don't forget that. Mm. Uh, um, but yeah, no, definitely. Um, ben White coming in, goes across to, I think it was it straight to Jesus. It was, wasn't it? I mean, straight to, he then comes across um, and then Erdegaard just goes, nah, that's my ball. I'll have that. <laughs> like, <literally. laughs> yeah, he, he went, that is, that is that is finger licking good right there. That is some yeah. KFC, tasty bite chicken and he just took it yeah. um, and it just went straight in. Like, it was perfect. See, the way it curved around the defenders, <laughs> yeah. Travers had more chance getting his hand on the sun than touching that ball. Mm. I swear to God. Um, it was it was, beautiful. it was a beautiful play and the fact that it was within like 10 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like Bournemouth were already under the cosh being one nil down and then they get a second goal conceded. Oh, mate, it was just, oh, it's yeah. beautiful. I mean, I didn't get to watch it live on the day, mm. but like I was, I was, I was keeping up because I was working. I was keeping up and I was like buzzing. I, I was like, it doesn't matter what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm chilling. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Two nil up in the first 10 minutes. I knew we weren't going to lose from there. What I wanted to see was how many we were going to score. That, that was the main thing for me. And I wanted us ideally to match City score. Yeah. Which, we almost did and very close, very, very, very fine margin didn't. But um, yeah, no, it was brilliant. I think the whole play was great. I mean, we exposed their their back line. There was poor communication because they were just, they were, they just, they couldn't keep up with us. They just couldn't keep up with us going forward. Um, and we saw Xhaka as well. Like, because we had so many people going forward, we spread their whole defence out wide. Like they had to spread and that was where all the holes and gaps appeared. So, it was an excellent goal. Great finish. Um, and I'm glad that uh, Erdegaard's got off the thing because a lot of people said, um, he doesn't shoot, he doesn't shoot, he doesn't shoot. Mm. 
Well, he does. And he just scored twice. So, uh, And he took it off Jesus, who is like the most informed player probably in the league at the moment. Um, and he just took it off him. Do you know what I mean? Like, as a captain would, he just went, nah, I love that. And um, yeah, I think he's put a lot of doubt it was wrong. He had an excellent game. Um, and it's good. It's good because now I'm trying to think how many goal scores we've had in the season now. We've had William Saliba. We've had Erdegaard. We've had Martinelli. Martinelli, Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus, we've had four already different goal scorers. Um, that's excellent. Do you know what I mean? That's brilliant. I mean, I don't think Man United even have a goal scorer. Well, they've got one. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The squads out there with only with one or two. So, and it's just something that Arteta said at the start of the season. Do you remember when we were having those talks? It was he wanted a hundred goals a season because that's what you need to be doing, like targeting that. But they need to come from everywhere. Like it's it's not. And he even said it in the post game. Um, he was talking about how it alleviates the pressure. Do you know what I mean for for Jesus? Because it's a lot. There's a lot of him. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Arteta. Sorry, it was Redknapp. It was her Redknapp speaking post game analysis. It was basically saying um, if, if you rely too heavily on one player, it creates a lot of pressure for that player. Um, but then if 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 you, all the others score around the team, it alleviates the pressure for him. So he doesn't feel like he has to always score. Um, but when he does score, it then relaxes the whole team. Do you know what I mean? So the fact that the goals come from everywhere, and that's exactly what City and Liverpool both do. Do you know what I mean? Like they they, they get goals from their defenders, from their midfielders, from their and they are that's what good teams do. So yeah, I, 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 I thought it was great. I'm, I'm really happy with it. I'm really happy with Erdegaard. Um, a long may it continue. I hope you can get double digits this season. Yeah, hopefully. And and yeah, I guess a special mention needs to go out to Bakar Saka, who I felt was really, really good yesterday. Um, and, and, you know, a lot has been said about maybe how diluted he's become uh, since the arrival or arrivals of Jesus and Zinchenko. Obviously, adding the quality into the squad has maybe, um, you know, it has overshadowed the quality of Bukayo Saka because it raises everyone's levels. But we got a reminder yesterday at the importance, the, the you know, and, 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 and again, this is a massive problem for opposition teams now because last season it was nullify Bukayo Saka, get him out of the game, man mark him, double up on him, lash out on him, get physical with him. Now, teams will be thinking, right, we need to nullify um, Jesus, we need to try and get him out of the game because he's he's there. You know, there there. Uh, how do you say it? The most valuable MVP. MVP <laughs> yeah, MVP. he's 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 their most valuable uh, player. But you do that and you forget about everyone else. And this is why Arsenal are going to be so effective with scoring goals and going forward because they have three or four top tier. Um, players that will punish you and this build up of play with Bakayo Saka on the right hand side and he's going to do this all season long he's going to show the defender he's going one way then he's going to either cut in another way or he's going to get Ben White or Tommy Azure someone who overlaps or Cedric does it really well and then they, we're going to get really nice lovely low balls and I'm really glad that I'm seeing these uh, low crosses coming into the box because if you think if you remember back to when Arteta first took over and we were doing this sort of thing um 
most of the balls going into the box were really high, awkward. And, you know, we had kind of Lacazette there who wasn't able to do much with it. And actually we didn't have many tall players at all. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a nice contrast to, to see low balls going into the box. And then obviously you've got more of a chance to, um, you know, do something with that. And, you know, as you say, Odegaard again, right place, right time. It's a shame that Jesus couldn't get a strike on it. But I think um, he made the right decision to let Odegaard have it or Odegaard got there before him. Um, because, yeah, what a finish. Like, really, really well hit. 2-0 inside the first 10 minutes. Everyone's buzzing. I'm thinking, anyway, we could go on and score at least two or three, two more, or three more in that first in half. That first half. Ooh, why can I hear Ooh, my why voice? Why can I hear my voice? Oh, it's James, James back. Um, let me just fix that bit of audio problem. There you go. Uh, so, so yeah, you know, we're two nil up and um, the rest of the half really is just pure cruise control mode. Um, Bournemouth showing frustration as they overload and chase Arsenal all around the pitch. Uh, but they're, they're, but they're allowing us to move the ball around more effectively by doing that. You know, Arsenal are, I think we are getting very close near to perfection as to how to play around teams when they try to press us. Um, and they did that, you know, they, they, they were trying to press us. They were trying to, uh, put us under pressure on the ball. They were a bit frantic at times and, you know, we were class oozing just real fine football in IQ. Another player that I want to talk about is, especially in the first half, um, is Ben White. He had a really, really good game. I felt like especially in those opening 20, 30 minutes, linking up really well with Saka, covering that left-hand side perfectly without many issues. And Bournemouth could have caused us some issues um, had it had he not been there. You know, just again, another player who is demonstrating the art of making things look easier than they are or just letting out that sense of calm. You know, um, and not many players can do that in the Arsenal squad. One of the many few are um, is sorry, Thomas Partey, again Jesus, um, and and Saliba at the back, who we're going to talk about. But Ben White is coming into his own in that right back position, and I feel like it's going to be incredibly tough for anyone to come and take that place from him. And at the beginning of the season, I was worried and I was thinking. What are Arsenal going to do now that they've they've got they've got um, Saliba, uh, White, and Gabriel? Can't play three at the back. Someone's going to have to be dropped. But it's so nice to see all three of them being able to play together. Um, how how do you think the how how, how do you think uh, Ben White fares for the sort of the next two or three games? Can he keep keep up this consistency, or is this just a bit of a you know? Uh, um, uh, 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 what do you call it? When uh, a form thing that he's on form right now, a purple patch. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a purple patch, but I think what Arteta needs to do is manage it. Um, because I I feel like what we had before. Do you know what I mean? When I was saying earlier, like we've had fullbacks who are, are decent, but because they have no challenge, um, and no fear of losing their spot, they get complacent. So I feel like to manage it, he needs to be like pulled uh, sometimes, like just just taking out the starting lineup, put Tommy Asu in. 
just to keep him on his toes. Do you know what mm. I mean? Yeah. Um, and that that's just healthy chat. That's just healthy competition. And that will have to happen to Zinchenko as well um, with Tierney. And and that's what you want. That's what you want. You want you want them competing 100% in training to get that starting spot. So I don't think it's a purple patch um, because... I yeah, I, I, I don't see it because we saw Ben White. He is a consistent player, um, even at centre-back. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, we know the skill that he can bring. And now the team have a better tactical approach to the game. Well, I shouldn't say a better tactical approach. They have a more cohesive uh, sort of move going forward. Um, and the three sort of big um, additions to the team, which have sort of gelled that up in Zinchenko, Saliba, Jesus, uh, they've completely transformed the the feeling around the club and they've just upped the bar do you know what I mean because Zinchenko and Jesus have spent the last Jesus has spent the last five years in at the top of the league do you know what I mean they've been in and around that area so they they, they understand what is required even Saliba do you know what I mean he, he was he was doing great like when he was on loan like they, they had and like Marseille as well like he he was sort of looked on and he had a lot of pressure on him because he was sort of the golden boy in there their teams um, and he oh, he's just minimal we'll talk about him later um, but it, it, it's basically raised everyone else's game um, and everyone I think now is actually excited to play the next game do you know what I mean I, I, I bet you those players in that locker room they, they've seen the progress that they're doing because it's evident you can see it on the pitch I bet you they're all internally they cannot wait for the games against the big boys whereas Previously, and we saw it on all or nothing. Like they were even saying, they were like, "If you give them anything, they were they were they were kind of scared." Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, that they were hesitant that if you give them even the slightest opportunity, they're going to score. So, I can imagine that those players are excited to play the big boys in October um, to see, to just to sort of compare where they're where they are with them. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I can't I can't necessarily see a dip in form just because of the club feel. The fans, I mean, the fans, you could hear them on the TV. Do you know what I mean? And we were the away fans. Um, we were louder than any of the home fans. Um, I was just singing, the whole half is great. Yeah. It's brilliant. But yeah, yeah it, whether it's a purple patch, I don't think so. But I think the, the, the thing to maintain it, he needs to be dropped just like every now and again. Every player needs to be dropped every now and again to stay humble. So um, yeah, I think that needs to happen. Um, to keep him, keep him going, really. Maybe, maybe we see Tommy actually coming at Fulham. Who knows? Mm. Yeah, that'll be interesting actually, because obviously Fulham at home, you're expected to win that game. You're playing against a side who are probably going to be down there, uh, battling it out in the relegation zone. Um, so yeah, uh, and and it, we'll probably talk about that near the end of the show as well. Uh, but. Look, the remainder of the half um, was pretty much just a case of playing nice football. Um, I guess uh, ex- exhort, exerting, exerting their 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 um, class. Their yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know what other adjectives to use with the style, style. that we're playing in. Yeah, just, just style, just style, yeah. real class and. Um, Precision. Like mm. Literally, they, they, that's the main thing I've noticed is they were converting the chances at like last year. Because last year, we actually set up a lot of opportunities for the players of Lacazette and Aubameyang. Mm-hmm. We actually could set them up. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, they, it wasn't a case of creating them, and they just weren't converting. 
Um, whereas when we see, <laughs> well, when we see Jesus who, who gets Leicester, who can convert a half chance, that's not even a chance and still converts. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's completely different. We've completely elevated. And I think the style and, I can guarantee you now there are rival clubs in the top four that are looking over the shoulder going, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Arsenal series. Even the away fans are crying. Like, not the away fans, sorry, just rival fans are crying. I remember on Twitter yesterday, the most common thing I was seeing from away fans is, I don't like seeing Arsenal fans happy. They were like, they, 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 it just doesn't make sense because mm. like for years we've just been like, we've just never been where we, where we should be. Um, and we've got we've got teams rattled, man. We 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 are the hot topic. Like all the all the outlets talking about us, um, they're all talking about our progress. We we are the hot topic at the moment, and long may it continue. Mm. Really good to see as well. Arsenal keeping the ball, and um, when they lose it, actually having the level of intensity uh, to win it back. And we don't usually see that with Arsenal. If you, when you if you think about it, when you're two 0 up, um, you wouldn't necessarily need to play with such intensity and such I guess desire to keep the ball but they do um, and I can't help but obviously link that to Arteta and what he maybe witnessed at City um, and you know correlating that back to Arsenal. Um, James anyone, anything else that you want to sort of uh, mention before we move on to the second half um, Any? sorry mate I should probably unmute you yeah. Right. Am I am I unmuted? Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, I just had to snip the toilet there. Um, I don't. I just think we're playing this. Uh, I I love the way we're playing at the minute, and it has to continue for us to. If we were to, if we were to say, let's say we've got Fulham up next, have we? So we've got Fulham, and then we've got Aston Villa. If we were to win those two, we'd be. We. I think we'd be. You know, we'd be sitting. I wouldn't want to say comfortably, but we, 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 it would be a great start. And, you know, if, if we were to go, it would, if we were to just keep winning, I'm, I'm not talking about the Invincibles or the, just, just keep winning so we can get to top four. Um, that's what I'd say. Um, but we're, we're, cre- we're, we're creating records. We're creating, re- we're like creating records that haven't been done since the Invincibles, which is like, Three wins on the three wins since the start of the season since two thousand four five I think it was. Oh, uh, so we're creating we're 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 making his we're making some sort of history. It's a new history for ourselves, and hopefully we continue the momentum going forward. Um, that's all. That's all I ask. Is is just a team that that competes and is is happy to, to happy to be out there. You see how many how many tweets yesterday saying. Oh, I'm really happy to see Arsenal playing again. Since when? Since when? In a long time, were we ever happy to watch Arsenal because we're playing great football? But now it just seems to it just now seems to have changed. And you can see from this documentary. I think this documentary has helped a lot because you now know what Arteta is saying in each game to the dressing room because you've seen it. So you know, you know what you know what's happening in the dressing room. Maybe not. You know. Maybe not as. It's clear because isn't it? It's not, you know. But we know, we know, we can have a, we can have a feel what Arteta is saying in the dressing room, and um, now it just has to continue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but moving on to the second half now, again, really, I mean, uh, one of the hmm, better choose my words carefully. Not frustrating, but 
Um, this game, a lot of it was just autopilot. A lot of it was just trying to roll through the game and get to the end. Obviously, when you tune it up, um, the game's kind of dead unless Bournemouth come out and do something. And in the second half, they didn't really do much. They made two changes, but they didn't cause no real issues. Um, and that's testament to the quality that we've got in our squad. The golfing quality between the two teams was just too great for Bournemouth to really do anything. Um and I think, but they did come out of the blocks a little bit more. They did play with a little bit more tempo earlier on in the first and in, in the second half. Um, I think there was a throw in from Kelly, which caused Ramsdale some discomfort. But throughout that whole game, it took them like 50 odd minutes to really cause some issue. Because in the first half, I didn't remember um, Ramsdale ever really being tested. Um, I was quite annoyed that Jesus picked up a yellow card for really just a nudge on the back. I don't think it was anything more than that. It was very, well, he might have clipped his his his, his feet, but quite unfair um, that he was given a yellow card. And then we have the William Saliba goal. Now this game, I noticed, uh, James, that there was a lot of good set pieces. And mm-hmm. I don't, I know, I know we've improved on it massively, but in games, we don't usually consistently uh, put in good deliveries into the box, but it felt like against Bournemouth, we were doing it constantly. The balls were going into the right areas, um, usually deep into the middle of the box. And finally, you know, one of them came off. Um, it was William Saliba who got his first goal for the club. And what a goal it was. Yeah, I want to quote, I want to quote Aaron Ramsdale here. Where has he pulled that from? I don't know. But um, it's uh, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? I, 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 can't, I can't think of a better finish. You see, it's, it's, it's Saliba versus Koulibaly. Koulibaly did it one week with a volley and now Saliba's gone and pulled that out. It's the battle, it's the battle of the centre-backs. But um, yeah, Saliba's just different, different gravy. Uh, his stats are amazing. I think it was 100% Jules 1 or something yesterday. It's just, it's incredible. So Arteta will, ne- I think Arteta might might regret. I think there might be a little bit of regret in there that Arteta maybe should have should have not loaned him out because we could have been, if we had someone like him last season, who knows? Mm. But again, I'm just happy we've got him now and hopefully he can continue his great form. Mm. Uh, Monty, talk to me about the goal. What did you What did you like most about it, aside from the finish? Or you um, can include the finish if you want. It was a great yeah, finish. Yeah, no, it was a fantastic finish. I mean, that's just top class. Um, there's There's nothing you can say about that. That was there. There was no one. No one was ever getting a hand on that. Like it was just phenomenal. But I would argue with the fact of the the set pieces when you said there hasn't been sort of good deliveries. I mean, since Nicholas Javier came in, Hover sorry came in. Um, I would argue that we have absolutely revolutionised our set piece game. I think I think we scored the most from corners, um, the or, or second most from corners behind Liverpool or City. I can't remember who it was, and we conceded the least. 
Um, so we definitely looked at that side of the game because at the end of the day, a set piece is a dangerous situation. That, that, that's the whole point of a set piece. You're, you're, su- you're supposed to fret. Um, so yeah, it was a brilliant delivery. Um, it, we did it short first and then uh, Xhaka was and weirdly out on the far left. Um, took it down, nice touch and then there was a runner from Saliba Saliba of all people like a centre-back running onto the edge of the box like who would have thought um, just laid it up for him and he just took it on the one and it was just watch, watching that ball like curve in I was like you're having a laugh in yeah I was like that's going in the second he hit it I was like that's going in um, and I, I just couldn't honestly I couldn't believe it I couldn't believe it like 21 years old centre-back he's had his name sung all match like there must be so yeah do you know what I mean there there must be so much like emotion going for that player and he has and he has the confidence to do that like do you know what I mean like that was a do you know what the ball shaped like the way the way it curved through the air was exactly the do you remember do you remember the Henri goal against Man United where he took it on the flick Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His back yeah, yeah. Turn. That's how the ball moved for the air. It looks exactly like that. And I was like, obviously he's not Thierry Henry, but um, it was, was just, just finesse, wasn't hell? it? It moved with finesse. It was, just, it was unbelievable. Um, but from a centre back, you're like, hang about. If he if he has that in his locker, <clears throat> how many is he going to get? Because if if Gabriel scored, I think was it five or five goals last season, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, four or yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I oh, know. I think yeah, I think it was five. I might have scored six, and no, 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 no. It was definitely five. Um, yeah, so he did that. If he can score five, and Saliba scores five, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like that's that's ridiculous. That's that's actually. Oh mate, honestly, and the thing I think my mum right was great. The whole funny thing actually. I'll let you finish. Go on. Sorry. No, 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 no. I was gonna say just like thing with Saliba's game. He 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 got a hundred percent passing accuracy yesterday. Wow. 100%. <laughs> he attempted the most passes on the team. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, he's 21 years old. When you talk about these numbers as a centre-back, he should be 25, 26, 27. He looks like he should be that old. Do you mm. know what I mean? He's so mature in the way that he plays football. He should be older. Um, and he's not. And like, I mean, Harry Redknapp said it after the game. Um, he is a Rolls-Royce defender. Like, he... he Jenny, I don't think I think a lot of people are now starting to turn their heads. You're going to start getting all the big clubs are going to start looking at him now. Um, they're they're going to want to sign him, but I, I, I honestly I don't I don't see him leaving. I think the the atmosphere around the club and where the trajectory wants to go, I I just don't see him leaving. I, I really don't because um, yeah, the club has big aims and um, yeah, we'll see. But no, that goal. Fantastic! Like the movement across was it was great, um, and, and the fact that because Jacker went wide and Erdegaard was so pressed forward, and Martinelli came inside Jacker um, to actually um, take up the defender who would have pushed out to get Saliba um, was just fantastic, and it, it opened space. That's clearly been worked on in in training, um, and, now, and now we're starting to see the fruits of the labour. So. That's what I got to say on that goal. Fantastic! It was it was just all round brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. My mum actually, when <laughs> she was she doesn't really watch football, but uh, in 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 recently she's been watching Arsenal because we all we all me and my dad just sit and watch Arsenal. It's all we ever talk about in the house really when the game's on. But she 
she was uh, listening to the chant and she was like, well, will they ever shut up? Because it was going. <laughs> it was like, constant, wasn't it? It was it like, was like the last five minutes of the first half, and then literally like maybe 30, 30 minutes of the second half. And I was listening to it, and I was thinking, what's going on here? Like, are they, they going to stop? <laughs> Usually, you get a, you get a chant going for two or three rounds, and then it kind of fizzles out. But this one, it was just yeah. constant. I can't wait to sing that the Emirates. Have you heard the Jay Z's fun about the um turning water into wine? No, no, I haven't. I've heard I've heard that oh. uh, he's playing in red and white because Spurs are fucking shy. <laughs> no, um, there's, this, there's this new one. He's like, I'm he's like uh, I'll tear about collecting Gabby's. And the fact that Jesus can walk on water, but uh, Arsenal's number nine. <laughs> we're creating some great uh, yeah, Mate, we, we are banging out. We are banging out. And, and do you know, do you know that's actually a really good thing because mm-hmm. I feel like a club that makes chance for their players like so quickly, it shows the connection between the fans and the players because the, the fans won't sing your name if they don't care about you. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're not doing anything, they won't care. Like the, the fans look forward to making a new chant for a player. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and like we've got so many now. We've got so many yeah. for so many players. Like we've got we've got the Rakai Saka and Elmer Smith Row one, which I do think needs updating because when we, when we sing it, Saka's on the pitch and Elmer Smith Row's on the bench, so it makes no sense. <laughs> so they both need an individual one, but if they both play together, they should both sing that one. Zinchenko's got one. Jesus has got a couple. I've been seeing Zin- Zinchenko's is unbelievable. Yeah, brilliant. Zinchenko. Always believe in you, so oh man, I love it. Yeah, um, yeah we've got Gabriel has got I've heard a couple. We've got Gabriel Martinelli who's got one. Um I'm trying to yeah, there's literally I'm trying to think who's who's there's there's definitely one Aaron Ramsdale's got one. Um we got Tierney as well. So I think we were once called boring because we never created any chance. It's ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Like it was always known as the the the, the library. Yeah. And yeah. I I I generally think the Arsenal Way fans have been the most vocal fans. Well, did you listen to the, the atmosphere at Anfield on Monday? Yeah, it was dead. Yeah. It was dead. Like, li- literally, like, I mean, even the Palace fans were, were singing, shall we sing a song for you? <laughs> um, which is just mental. You're talking about Anfield here. Um, I, I, honestly, and when you, because Farron, you would have seen uh, the Leicester game. Mm. It's electric. Amazing, the, yeah. The, the Emirates Stadium is absolutely electric. And, and I'll, and I know the I tell you the game where it started to change, like properly change, was the North London Derby last year. Yeah. Mm. That that was like the catalyst because I mean it, it was just it was just nonstop. It was nonstop. The players I fought the the fans, sorry, have fallen in love with the club again. That's the main thing. And if you have the fans singing the whole way through, the players just play better. They just do. It gives you adrenaline. Um, it gives you confidence. And um, like, look, when Saliba scored his own goal against Leicester, he did just, we just cheered him on. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mate, like, chin up, bro. Like, you're, you're class. Like, mm. don't worry about it. Like, that's just, it's all right. And then he goes and scores a goal. I think, I think that, that's what he said in the end. He's, do you know what? I scored an own goal. Let's go get a goal. Um, and let's sort of redeem that one. So his uh, goal difference is zero now. So that's all good. <laughs> um, yeah. The rest of the second half really is um, more or less the same with the first. 
Do you know uh, what I will say? Sorry. Do you yeah, know what I will say? Um, especially with the game, because we will talk about, and I don't want to be sort of pessimistic on this, Arsenal were, were good. Well, they were good. Right. But they weren't incredible. And, and that's exactly what I was going to come to because Arteta yeah. made a very interesting uh, comment after the game when he was um, with uh, James, sorry, Jamie Redknapp uh, on Sky Sports afterwards. They were interviewing him, and, and uh, you know they, they they were they were themselves kind of you know, pouring the praise on 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 his side and how well that they did and how dominant they were. And his response was, "Well, yeah, we were good, but there were certainly moments in the second half where we weren't that great." You know, so it's not mm-hmm. we're not perfect. We're not there yet. There are still uh, improvements to be made. Laps in concentration. We could have went out and got a lot more goals. Um, and that's something that we need to work on. And yeah, I totally agree. In that second half, Ramsdale had to make a really, really good save. Um, I think yeah. later on in the game, really, you know, I guess uh, he, he did his work. He did his his part of the um, of the game to keep that clean sheet. But um, there were moments where, uh, sorry, um, Bournemouth were in behind and causing some issues. Um, what do you think needs to be done to solidify the, the, the full focus throughout the 90 minutes rather than, you know, odd periods, you know, 30 minute clusters? Um, I don't know why. I, 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 it's, it's hard. It takes time. That, that, that just takes time. And I, I wouldn't necessarily say it was it was sort of focus. It's just it's purely just decision making, um, because the way that Arteta's system works, and and I've said I've, I've said this before in spaces loads of times, and I compare it to American football as as a sort of quarterback. Yeah. Um, you have reads, you have a read option. So you, as you take your steps back as a quarterback, you every step you have to read what the defense is doing, um, and depending if that player steps back you know you then move over to your next target if he does this then you know that means they're in that coverage right um and they're learning that they're, they're, they are learning that so and we, we've seen it sometimes in all or nothing he's like when he comes here you need to be there like if it doesn't matter you need to be there do you know what i mean mm. so they're learning and we saw some wayward decisions i mean ramsdale's volley goal kick that almost could have been an own goal yeah um was was just a bit audacious I just throw it mate like if, if he's that close just honestly throw it um and then I think it was, um, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Xhaka as well. A bit of a wayward pass, almost gets gets returned. They're just lapses in concentration. Luckily, it was Bournemouth, so they couldn't punish. Um, but if we do that against the Liverpool City, they, they, could, they could convert that. Do you know what I mean? So it's all about, it's all about sort of finalising those things, making sure you make the right decision. I wouldn't necessarily say it's, focus per se because we could see the application to the game they're all applied and they're all focused on the game and defensively they were good um it was it was just purely decision making i think a lot of them are still getting used to it uh i mean sort of zinchenko gabriel jesus they've been in that system before um bakaya saka has been in it in a while now and he's such a young player he's learning it anyway martin erdegaard i mean he he's just a computer on the pitch he he is like the quarterback is great um but there are some players so like ben white's done a few things uh, a bit there but he come from a a team that that doesn't play like that do you know what i mean and he only had a slight experience with that at leeds um but he didn't really get too much of it so from to, to nullify that i think it's just a case of looking at game film um looking at 
and basically educating them like Arteta and the coach and staff need to just educate them on why that was the wrong decision do you know what I mean Mm. and letting them letting them and giving them visual cues so saying like if that guy is on your right shoulder two feet away you you know he's not x position 20 feet away meaning there's a space there do you know what I mean it's those things and like I mean I played American football for eight years and I know like you would make those reads so if you had a guy blitzing you straight for the line, you know there's no one there. Do you know what I mean? So it, although it's scary that there's someone running straight at you, you need to throw over that guy's head because there is no one behind him. Um, so that that that's that's what they need to do. They need to just educate them. Um, I don't think there's anything else that you can do really. Um, but we're yeah. going to get there. We're going to yeah. get there. It just, yeah. it just takes time. Do you know what I mean? It takes time. And luckily, we have a good schedule to do that. Um, I think, in the next sort of four to five games, we can really start to hone the craft um, for for October. So I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. But I don't think there's pressing issues. But the fact that there is a lot to improve on, and we still played that way, and we still won three 0 and there's still so much to improve on, is great signs, brilliant signs. Absolutely, um, James. Uh, you know, as 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 we've just uh, discussed, it's not all perfect. There there are still places that we can improve on. Um, what what do you think that we could have done a little bit better in that second half yesterday? I mean, we mentioned about, you know, just constantly working on it on the training ground and, and inevitably it coming together. Um, but I also noticed that Arteta's changes came quite later on in that second half. Do you think maybe he could have made those changes a little bit earlier? I mean, the first, second and third all came in the 74th minute with 15 minutes to go. Um, If you can Mm. see that the game is kind of fading out a little bit, surely putting on some fresh legs on the 60th minute maybe uh, changes the dynamics of the game and maybe, you know, we go on to add a a goal or two. Um. I do think that the substitutions are a bit late. I think that's just a trend with Arsenal. I just think that's that's our te- that's a Wenger thing, really. That's been happening since Wenger. So the late and I think the five substitutions has really uh, has helped that because you can make you can make five substitutions if you wanted. I don't think you make five at once, but I think you can make you can make like. Uh, three substitutions at once in in any one time, um, so I think that's really, that, that's helped. And I think because Arteta knows his squad now, he's like, right, I'm going to give you the majority of the game. You know, I know what you can do. I'm going to give you the majority of the game. So um, I don't think you, you might you might see some early substitutions, but I think the majority of them are going to be late season. To be fair, um, unless. Unless I was angry again and he goes, five minutes, so I'm going to give you five minutes. And if you have it, like in all of it, I still don't know. I st- all right, can I, off topic a second, right? You know, in All or Nothing, yeah, one episode, one episode what was it, episode four? Where, where, where he, he, loses, he, loses his, he loses his shit at the beginning and he goes, five minutes, I'm going to give you five minutes. Yeah. And he, and he goes fucking soft and all that. What game is he talking about? Um, I, I can't remember Wait, that moment. Is that, the, is that the is that the South Ham? 
to noise at the Everton game because I don't. You don't. You, he's, at, he's at the Emirates, so he's in the Emirates training. He's in the Emirates dressing room, and he goes, "Fucking soft! I'm going to give you five minutes. Five minutes, and you don't. You don't. You don't. You don't see what game he's talking about, and it really bugs me because I, yeah. I want. I, I want to know. Um, but yeah, I don't think you're gonna. You're gonna see some early substitutions I think they're going to be they're generally going to be late later because I think Arteta has his has his team so it doesn't really have to change much unless but it all depends on the game situation as well do yeah, you know what I mean like if, if, we're, if we're 3-0 up just put on a yeah. couple of defenders shore it up do you know what I mean or give some youth players some go and because we've yeah. got five what, what I'm really happy about the five subs is that it does give academy players an opportunity because we're free Obviously, three subs isn't actually a lot when you actually think about it. It's like yeah. one midfielder, attacker, or defender, or two midfielders. Do you know what I mean? But with five, you can go, okay, 70 minutes, I'll put on the stars. I'll, I'll, I'll sub stars. And the last five minutes, just just, just, just have a little glimpse. Do you know what I mean? You just want to have a little glimpse. What's the application? Can they get Can they get involved in the game in five minutes? That's, that's what you're looking for. Do you know what I mean? If they can get involved... Then you know mm-hmm. that there's something there. If they if they go dead quiet for five minutes, in the even though it is just five minutes, then you know there needs to be some work because at the end of the day, great players get on the ball. It's just simple as that. They they they, they only need a couple minutes. They don't need they don't need twenty. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I'm really I'm really happy with the five subs. I'm really happy and the fact that you can completely change the game. But on the contrary, a team like Chelsea, Liverpool. Um, even Spurs, to be fair, they've got they've got some depth. They've got quite good depth now. It can change a game. Um, so we could go one nil up. They could then bring on four subs, which completely changes their whole system. All of a sudden, all, like our, what what worked the last sixty minutes doesn't work now. Um, so that you've got to compete with that. That's that's for sure. Um, so it's interesting. It has a lot lot more to it, and it reduces the injuries. That's the one thing I'm most looking forward to. It reduces injuries because Bobby saw it. Ben White got subbed off. Ben White com- comes off. We know he has hamstring problems. Um, we'll see that with Tierney as well when he starts getting a run of games because he's going to get a run of games whether you like it or not. Sinchenko's not going to start every single game. It's just not. Um, but Tierney, because he had no depth, the, 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 the sheer drop from Tierney to Tavares was huge. He had to play those 90 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if we could start giving him sixty minutes, sixty minutes, sixty minutes, we're gonna get lo- we're gonna get a healthy tierney all season. Zinchenko as well, like oh, it's great. I re- I'm all for five subs. I think it's a I think it's the best thing the Premier League have added in for a long, long time. You think yeah. they'll keep it though? I don't think so. I think they will. I don't see why they wouldn't because for the same thing. Because the reason they bought in the five subs in the first place was because of the the scheduling the scheduling because the amount of games that English teams need to play. Because they wanted to scrap the League Cup for that reason, um, because of obviously you've got Europe, you've got the FA Cup, the League Cup. Because a lot of um, a lot of other countries they don't have that second domestic cup. Mm. A lot of them, a lot of them don't. Um, but the League Cup has been part of part of English football. <laughs> you for donkeys, do you know what I mean? It's been a part of it. Yeah, we've got that fixture coming up as well so, uh, soon. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I mean, I'd, I would hate to see the League Cup scrapped. At the end of the day, it's silverware. Um, I'll hate to see it scrapped. Um, and I think the five subs allows teams to be able to rest players and take minutes off their legs because that's what it's for. 
that's that, that is what it's for. And I, I, I would love to see them keep it and stay there because I know it's a trial of this year, isn't it? It's a trial that they're doing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Look, before we, uh, uh, move on to the all or nothing documentary, just the, um, offside Jesus goal. Um, I have to say, I felt very sorry for him because you could tell that, you know, he was desperate just like Martinelli as well. Those two are hungry for goals and it seems like they'll do anything to get one. And, uh, you know, I, I felt it was really unfair. Um, <laughs> I was just praying that they'd give it to him because, you know, we're doing it up or we're freeing it up. Um, that's and, not how the referees in this country. Yeah. No, I know, but it, I, don't, I don't know how, like how many inches was that off by because it no seems like gifts. it was literally a toenail or something because it oh, was man, it, it was the defender behind Jesus that was you know either he was an inch offside or an inch onside um, you could barely tell because of the camera angle that they were showing out so I'm interested to know actually how they managed to figure it out because there was definitely someone behind him and he, he was just covering that player that defender whoever it was um yeah, so really tough decision. Not really sure how they how they got got that uh, decision, but uh, a typical Jesus finish, um, a brilliant goal brilliant. from from uh, the Brazilian. Great ball in from Odegaard as well, who plays uh, who plays him in on goal and um, slots it past the keeper. I think we're going to see a lot of that kind of goal, and that will be at the end of the season probably trademarked as the Jesus type goal. So um yeah, lovely goal. Just really unfortunate that um it wasn't given. Could have been a four nil victory. Mm-hmm. Can uh, I just say yeah I know I just bashed the referees and said no free gift. Can I just say I've noticed something about the referees this season. They don't take for everyone VAR. Mm. So you, you see how how quick that was. How how I know they had to get the lines out, but normally they take forever to move the lines about and 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 they're, they're, they're becoming quicker on that VAR thing. And one more thing, obviously. It's a bit of a somber one, but uh, we dedicated that win to uh, Steve Braddock, who's our head ground. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was actually reading about him. I was uh, reading the Arsenal uh, the statement. <laughs> he, he has some experience, didn't he, with, with pitches and stuff, so... Uh, that's why we call it the carpet because yeah, of him. A legend in the game, man. Honestly, he 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 raised yeah. the standards in the Premier League for the grass to look the way it does. If you think back to 30, 40 years, fifty years even, to Highbury was world world renowned. I mean, rival players talk about talk about the carpet. Like, I mean, I remember Jack Grealish famously saying, like, this is my favourite ground. Like, it's just beautiful. Like, when you actually go there on the day and it's so green. Mm. Like, when you've got Wembley, right, which is meant to be the pinnacle of football, right, that 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 pitch compared to the Emirates is fucking dross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's absolutely <laughs> yeah. woeful. Yeah. It's dry. It's like, it's just not good. When you go to the Emirates, like, I'm just right, seeing, I'm watching the championship so game right now. Yeah, I'm watching the championship game right now, and that 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 pitch is disgusting. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like he 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 is is known. He is known around like all the. He's known. He was known as the top guy for for turfs. Like he he is the top turf man. Like he he would do master classes all year uh, and go to talks and conferences because um, they they do that. Um, and he would talk about like the the implementation what they do like and the, the science, science but yeah the science point because you can't no one can just be a groundsman people go oh my grand mate being a groundsman is not easy because it's all about science no. you, you need no. you need to know the the, the, the biology bio the, yeah and- 
Exactly. You need to know what, what chemicals to use and how much to use. If you use like a 0.1 more, you could kill the whole field. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a balance and my man got it spot on. And it's interesting to know that he sort of uh, picked up a, a lot of sort of tricks as well from, from Arsene Wenger as well, because Arsene Wenger also loved it. Awesome. Arsene Wenger was well into, well into the science of the pitches and he, he was avidly um like talk talking about it like behind the scenes like he 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 wanted it to be pristine and perfect like just as a as a as stature do you know what i mean like this yeah. is the best pitch to play on in the world like that's what he wanted to be and mm. I, yeah. I, I i would it's I would just argue, incredible I don't, I, yeah i don't think there is a better pitch i i honestly i don't think there is a better pitch out there like i've not camps, seen one yeah it's, new camps on it like, bernabeu's not as oh, good yeah. as it Wembley's fuck, honestly Wembley is actually appalling because it's meant to be the, the 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 England's home and it's just it's just it's just it's just blank. You know it's what it so is? Bad. It's the different colours that get me. It's like like yeah. one when you go there, it's like different squares, different shades of green, some white. And I'm like, well, you, how you, the hell? You, you do that through um through cutting the grass. You 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 when you cut it, you use a roller and you 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 cut it in a different direction. I only know yeah. that because I did it in my garden. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got, I got, I was going for the lines. I haven't got them, haven't got them now because obviously, like, we can't you've got hosepipe ban and it's all yellow, obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, literally, you've got the, you've got the carpet much. in your garden. Oh mate, I, well, I, I wish it was as green as the carpet. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Imagine? I've got, I've got, I've got the lines. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, just, but just, it's just good to see. Get gold, get gold post at the end of the garden. We'll be chilling, mate. <laughs> get get my shirt on. Soon, man. Yeah, Absolutely. Steve, man. yeah, and um, yeah, hopefully that legacy is continued by oh, whoever man, steps be, in. Yeah. It'll be a tough, tough gig, of course. But um, yeah, uh, rest in peace to a legend. We'll certainly, we'll, we'll certainly know. We'll certainly know it when we go to the Emirates. If it's changed, but I, don't, I yeah. doubt it. Will. Well, they well they said that he handed all the, like his he the last few years, um he's been sort of mentoring the the people at the club. Um, so it's probably because no, no one actually knows the cause of what happened. It could have been maybe a, a health issue that he's known about and he's passed on. But yeah, no, we've lost a legend, man. We've lost a legend. Yeah. Yeah. Wishes to the family. Absolutely. Absolutely. absolutely um, just moving on. Uh, finally, talking about the All or Nothing documentary. Anything else that you, you boys want to add about the game? Um, uh, yeah, I'm just annoyed. Oh. I just didn't get that goal, man. I captained in on my fantasy. Same. I think most people did. Oh, I don't do fantasy football, man. I, what? Oh, mate, wake up and smell the coffee. This is the season. This is the <laughs> season tried, of all I seasons. you got to be I in tried, it. I tried to do it. I, right. I'll tell you what. If anybody <laughs> after this, if anybody can get me into it, then nah, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. I was uh, very, very close. I have to be honest. I was very, very close to not doing it because every season, my brother seems to just do one over over me and wins everything uh, but this season I was determined and with a little with a little bit of help from my my, my, my good old mate Monty um, I think I've got the right balance of players in my squad yeah. um, so, uh, how many points are you boys on at the minute I'm, I think I, last I checked I was on 25 I'm on, I'm on zero because I've done well. it yet <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry, mate. Uh, yeah, mate I, I, I'm on, I'm on 25. But the one reason I wanted to do it this year is uh, so where I work, we've got a work, um, we've got a work league uh, that I've set up because I love them all spuds. Oh, they're all Spurs fans, are they? Oh, pretty much, yeah, mate. Oh, mate. There, there is one United fan, there's two Liverpool fans. My boss is a is a spud. Um, the head of marketing's a spud. Like honestly, mate, okay. the head of finance is a spud. There's, there's too many of them, and I'm just listening to to listening to them waffle. And I'm like, with no silverware, it's great. So I said, right, let's set up a fan. I was like, I'm going to pack you all. 
Like, I'm going to show how much little ball knowledge you have uh, <laughs> because because they're all biased. Yeah, and, and they won't have Arsenal players in their team. I mean, I don't have a single Spurs player. But, Same. I never. Uh, yeah. I never. Do. And that's why I always end up losing because my brother always ends up getting Kane yeah. and Son, and I'm, I'm just I'm like, think, no, I'm, I can't I'm do thinking, it. Because oh, I, I put Walker in my team this 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 week, but I might swap him out for Perisic now because he's getting minutes. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But enough, enough about fantasy football. But yeah. 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 A few more players to be playing today, actually, isn't it? Uh, you've got mm-hmm. James, well, Chelsea, Leeds, Newcastle. Like still to play, I think. Newcastle. Oh my God. Three, four, five, six. Yeah, same. You think they'll do the job? I hope so. Over, over. <laughs> nah, I don't know, mate. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's very early. We have to actually start looking at other results because if City win, we're in second. Yeah. 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 Well, no, yeah. no, 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 no. If they win by more than one, yeah, then we're in second because we've yeah. actually scored the most goals, so we would actually go first. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> but, I mean, which is mental. We've scored nine we've goals. The, we've, got li- we've, got we got Liverpool United as well. Yeah, big game, big game on Monday. Um, yeah, not so really little, four nil. Little bit of a stat for you, I've just found actually. Cool. Gabriel Jesus is the first player. In fantasy Premier League history, to be selected by over eighty percent of users, yeah, crazy. <laughs> before before the season, when he was at 70, 75, that was already the record. That was already the record. It's mental, but That's to insane. be fair, they screwed up because they put him onto the they they started his price when he was at City, and then when he went over to Arsenal, was the star striker. Obviously, you're going to have him. Like, they, yeah, they screwed up with the price in there. I mean, like, but I'm all for it though. Yeah, uh, what, do you know what I think is mental? Game week two, 400,000 people transferred him out. Are you mental? Wow. Are you you mental? Yeah, literally. (laughs) And and what what I think is even funnier, there's 20% of people who don't have him in their team. What the fuck are you doing, bro? (laughs) Like, what are you doing not having him in your team at 8 million pounds? Oh my God. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. But But to be fair, there are a number of really good strikers like to have in your fantasy this season. You've got Mitrovic from Fulham. You've got Mm -hmm. Zaha's been scoring a few goals as well. Obviously, he's not a forward, but um, you've got Ivan Toney starting to score goals. Um, Obviously, no one at the level of Jesus, but, you know... I, I see um, a number of strikers in the Premier League scoring quite regularly. It'll be interesting to see how many, like what the most amount of goals is scored and how many, on average, how many goals are scored, like striker-wise. Um, I think they, this will be quite a high-scoring season. Um, if only because the World Cup coming up and everyone wants to be in contention, those that are going anyway. Um yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, look, just before we go, all or nothing documentary. Last two episodes have been released. I know, James, you haven't watched the final one, but no, but I know I know what's coming, man. You have to, yes. <laughs> I know what's I know what's coming. Yeah, you know, so it, I it mean, annoys me. Yeah. Um, just now, I'll, 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 I'll let you go. I just want to say this: it annoys me, right? I, I tweeted at the very first episode when you're being put back in those situations. They hurt, man. It's not, I don't care if it's the season's been and been and gone. When we, I watched uh, episode, I watched episode seven yesterday, and we got to the Palace game, and I, I, I like, I like, was in a half. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, man! <laughs> like you're, you're being put yeah, in that same. You're being put in those situations again. I mean, the Newcastle fun. one just cut really deep. Like I'm still oh, reeling yeah. from that. And when you when you listen to the 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 <laughs> the post-match <laughs> reaction from um, Arteta, you could tell, mate, he was so oh, yeah. very deeply hurt. Yeah. 
and just disappointed as well. Like, so, so disappointed. Like, you had one job, one job, just and you don't lose. At I was there, man. I yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was, she you watched it live in the flesh, and oh man, yeah, just, oh, don't even, don't even cool. dare because it's, it's even worse when I live up here and I, all I hear, all I hear PTSD, is something. Man. It's either Sunderland or Newcastle, right? You either support one or the other. But when you're an Arsenal fan living in Newcastle, it hurts. It really does hurt. <laughs> and when they, when they just beat you, I'm not, and I'm like, oh, for God. So I haven't seen I haven't seen Arsenal win a game that I've been to since I've been in Newcastle. I've, I went to Chelsea. I went to Chelsea at the beginning of the last season. We lost that one. I went to Newcastle. We lost that one. So it better change this season. I'll tell you that now. But... Yeah, but it's been a good documentary. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Monty, give me your um, thoughts on the last two episodes and um, just an overall kind of conclusion on the whole thing. They should do a part two. Um, They should have done it this season, really. Oh, my God. Yeah, innit? Um, Do you know what? It was was horrible to see, but... but, but. Will you watch it again? (laughs) Uh, No, I'm not going to watch it again because I I won once is enough. But um, (laughs) no, honestly... But there were there were still some good things, um, like the fact that the players were actually hurt. Do you know what I mean? Like the, you could see, and and they have used that for this season. Do you know what I mean? They have used that as fuel. Um, and you've got like, oh, you got all the spuds going. Yeah, we're in the Champions League. Yeah, good luck winning the trophy. But um, we, we're in the Europa League. We're probably gonna probably favourites to win it. We should win it. If we don't, I'm gonna be fuming. Um, so we could finish the season. We could finish in the top four. We could uh, we could win a European Cup as well. And then Spurs will, well, you know what Spurs are going to do. They're going to bail out the Champions League. They're going to get to like a quarter final of the FA Cup, lose someone like Middlesbrough or something like that. And then they're going to even under spend... Conte, man. Yeah, even under Conte, bro. Like you know what's going to happen. They're going to bail out of all the cups because that's just Spurs. And then what they're going to do is they're going to spend their whole season trying to finish above Arsenal. And they might. They, they could finish third. They could finish... And we finish fourth. But we will finish with a trophy because that's what Arsenal do. And yeah, they, they will still be like, we'll finish above you. Yeah, but great. Where's your trophy, mate? Do you know what I mean? That's just typical Spurs, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, yeah no, the last the last two episodes peak, but there were still some good things to see. So... Yeah. That um, just I mean, that uh, Tony, that Tony tweet, the fact that he kept that for six months and then just decided to that um, that it was like nice kick about in the nice kick about oh. the boys this afternoon. but that's what I love about Arteta because he knows how to tap into the human side of these players it's not just right boys we're sitting up this way you gotta watch out for this player for that player make sure that you're tight at the back Uh, make sure that you're moving with the lines blah 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 it's more like right we need to think about why we're here now why are we playing this game? What the end goal is? It's it's a constant reminder of what we're actually trying to achieve and why that's so important, not just for themselves, but why it's important for the club, why it's important for the fans, and why it's important for everyone associated with Arsenal. It's a real um it's it's a it's a really intelligent thing to do because like you know, me, you and James, we all sat here recording this podcast, but it's there is a purpose behind it. It's not just we're here talking about Arsenal because 
why not? It's We're here talking about Arsenal because this is something that makes us uh, get closer as a fan base. It makes us make sense of all the madness going around in the club, um, but also for our own internal kind of like peace, right? It's, it's therapy at the end of the day. It, it allows us to really just understand what's going on. Um, and so, you know, that is that that this kind of neo um, management that we're seeing, it's not just man management. It's really the tapping into the psychology of what makes us people uh, and and you know linking that with how we can uh, get a grasp of each other how we can lift each other build each other how we can help each other in this long journey in life that we're on you know it's, it's really quite deep if you think about it and if you if you watch the documentary back and you see and you listen to some of the things that Arte is saying that he wants to achieve, but you also see that the way that he does it, it's 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 quite remarkable. The fact that the, the one that I the one that I can't understand, right, is the light bulb. Yeah. He actually got a light bulb. Yeah, it's like it's like the the Mary Poppins football managers just putting out light bulbs or putting out pictures. Mate, I love it. Yeah, but I'm all for it because at the end of the day, right, it. it shows that here is a manager that will take risks. Here's a manager that will push boundaries and that will think outside of the box. Most managers yeah, won't because they're scared of their image, right? They won't. They don't want to look stupid. But him, he, he he just he just doesn't seem to care. Like it's his way. He wants to achieve. You can it, see what he knows how to do it. Yeah. Could, could you, you ever imagine Roy Hodgson bringing a light bulb to a change room? <laughs> Absolutely not. Do you know what I mean? Like he's, It's a new, different breed of manager and I'm all for it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'll do right now? I will thank Pep Guardiola because I, think, I don't think without, without, without Pep Guardiola, I don't think Arteta would be that kind of manager. Well, yeah, obviously, obviously, obviously not. Like we know that all the experiences that he's had and Pep's probably going to be one of the biggest influencing factors. But uh, after watching this documentary, I can confirm that Arteta has his own identity as well. Because, I mean, yeah. they, they both have the same sort of characteristics in the way that they move, like the body language, the, the way that they express themselves. But the ideas are different. Like Pep is a football guy. He is a tactical genius. Arteta, on the other hand, is a... He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's more of a a deeper kind of thinker. He's more of a people person, you know. Whereas Pep, on the other hand, he's more of a he's a he's a football person. And if you can get the right blend of both, um, and you've cracked it, and hopefully, you know, we can see the fruits of that this season. Um, but look, I, I think I'm going to leave. Yeah, go on, Jay. I've just seen I've just seen a tweet there is to. Uh, Hugh Laurie, right? And he said, "If now, if now, if Arsenal can just hold it together for the next thirty-five games, do you think we're going to go unbeaten or something?" <laughs> no, look, I, I, I know it's it, it, it's a really nice place to be. We are we are very privileged to be where we are. Um, we are indeed. But there, in, inevitably, there will be <laughs> gaps and there will be moments in the season where we will falter. You know, form will drop, and we will have to bounce back. And that is where. I'm really excited to see. That's 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 the moment where I want to be because I want to see how they respond. I want to see Although if they lose a game or two and see how, you know, or, or, or I want to I want to witness a game where we're two 0 down and see how they respond. You know. Yeah. Although if I'm going to make a prediction, if I if if there is a team ever to go unbeaten again, I genuinely believe it will be us. We got that sauce. Mm, I don't. I don't know if it will happen we've done it again. I don't, yeah, think, I don't think it will happen again. Happen again. But yeah. I think they're, they're not, they're not, this is why it will never happen again. 
managers are scared to say it. Right, you yeah. have to manifest it. Arsene yeah, Wenger do. said the year before, we can do it. He said, we can do it. We will do it. And then they did it. I think he said it the when, season as well, just before the season starts. So he said it last, he said it the previous yeah, season, but like, then he said it again, didn't he? He said it twice. He, yeah, yeah, he got ridiculed for it. And then um, and then Klopp tried it. And obviously they lost it because they were like, oh, it's just, we're going to take the next game. And he tried to avert. Bro, set it off your chest. Yeah. We, we, we should win every single bloody game. Say it with your chest. If you believe that, then you manifest it and then you might actually do it. Because Manifestation, man. No, no, yeah, no, no one has ever done it before. Do you know why? Because no one talks about it. If you mm. want to do it, manifest it. Simple. I, think I, want, I, I would love Arteta after, after October. If we were to go undefeated after October, after seeing go, yeah, I think we can do it. I'd love that. I'd love him to do, do a cheeky wink to the camera and go, yeah, we can do it, boss. Do you know what I mean? Like a little <laughs> homage to Arsene Wenger. That'd be yeah. great. Absolutely. Yeah, right. we, yeah. 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 Look, we'll we'll, we'll leave it there. Um, thank you very it's been much. A long one. It's, yeah, it's been well. Actually, ninety-five minutes. It's it, it's kind of standard. It has felt a little bit longer. I think it's because it's the morning session. We haven't recorded in the morning in a very very long time. Uh, but yeah, yeah I slept it, in. I'm sorry about that. That's fine. No worries. <laughs> I, I I did the same. It was supposed to start a lot earlier, but yeah. <laughs> Um, th- uh, I want to say a massive thank you to everybody who's been listening thank you very much if you've enjoyed this show please do give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts let us know what you thought of the show by reaching out to us on Twitter you can find us there at Ask Therapy Pod uh, you can find the lads on there as well you can find James at James Payne AFC you can find me at Gunner Since 96 and Monty um, at Monty underscore official underscore or just type in AFC Monty whichever way you like it uh, we will be back of course as always next week following the Fulham game where hopefully another victory. Um, I'm going to try and go to that game, actually, see if I can pick up a cheeky ticket on Ticket Exchange. Um, But yeah, uh, until then, uh, keep yourselves safe. Stay happy. Stay positive. We are top of the league, of course, if it is just for only, if it is for a few hours. Um, (laughs) Saliba! (laughs) And on that, I'll leave it. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.